I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. All right. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. I'm your, ho- I'm your host, Clay Mills. My co-host, Marty Dotson, is in the house with the Yoo-Hoo's. And right. <laughs> we got a, a really um, topic that's a big reason why Marty and I started Songtown, in fact, um, was because there are sharks in the water in the music business. And I got an email from a Songtown member asking me what they should do because for the past five years, they had been working with an online site that was supposed to represent their songs and paying them a monthly fee, um, signing songs. um, And it was their understanding that they would be pitched for TV, film, sync, sync possibilities. But anyway, moral of the story here is she last week decided to post one of her songs on YouTube and she immediately got a copyright strike from YouTube saying that she's infringing on someone's copyright. Well, it turns out that this so-called music library that she had been signing songs to has registered all the songs, claimed all the rights, and she wrote the song and she did not okay them to to do any of what they're doing with with her music. And she can't even post her own songs now on YouTube without YouTube claiming that she's stealing the songs. So, and let me guess, she's not getting paid. Oh, no, she hasn't gotten paid anything. (laughs) So she said one of the songs that she had signed with them was registered under five different sync aliases. And so, you know, somebody's using the music somewhere and they're registering those songs with YouTube so that if anyone else tries to use them, they get stopped. And, you know, this is a big problem in the music business because as songwriters, we want people to to sign our songs. We want artists to record our songs. We want, you know, movie producers to put our songs in movies. Um, we live and die by that. So, but there are a lot of sites out there that once you go to their site, they ask you for money. They, they want you to sign contracts to sign over your rights, and you don't know what they do with those. A lot of them will register those songs under alternate titles. And, you know, I realize this, you know, this is something that not a lot of people talk about. And I just felt like today I've had enough of it. You know, I want I really want I, you know, our Songtown members, we try to advise them and take care of them. Um and I just think we can't say this enough. You gotta, yeah. you, you said it earlier, Marty, the, the bottom line is you gotta know who you're dealing with. You can't just go to a site and sign over your songs. Or have someone approach you and say they're a publisher. They, you don't yeah. know if they're a publisher or not. You don't know if they're legit, all those kind of things. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing. If, if you're gonna work with anybody in the music business, you need to, to vet them and know who they are, what they've done, talk to references, you know, get talk to other people that have had experiences with them and see how that was. And then the second thing, and we run into this a lot is we see people that just sign a contract and they don't even understand it. Right. You know, so we don't know this person could have signed a contract that allows that company to do that unbeknownst to them, you know, because there was something in the contract they didn't understand, but 
in every single case, you need to have an attorney look over a contract and you need to know that you can trust the people and that they're legit. Right. So I asked her to send me a link to the website and you go to the website. We always tell people, Marty, the first red flag to look for, is there a person a name on the website or is it just a business with a bunch of logos that say like Warner brothers and this TV show. And is there an actual person's name? If you go to the Songtown site, you and I are on there. People can look us up. They can check us out. They can email us, ask us questions. That's a legit business. If there's not a person's name that you can check out, then that's the first red flag. And that, and that's pretty much, that works anytime. If, if ever there's a question about a site, if you can't find out who runs that site, then I don't care. I mean, it, that person needs to be able to have their reputation on the line and put their name on that product. Yeah. You know, if they can't stand by what they're doing and put their name out there and put their name on that and their reputation on that, then it's not somebody I want to do business with. Absolutely. You know, and there's what Clay alluded to when we started Songtown, it was in response to some people getting ripped off. This a one woman had come to Nashville, played her songs for a couple of people at some event. And uh, this person came up and said, hey, I'm a publisher. I want to sign your your songs. These are awesome. Really pumped her up and wound up charging her five thousand dollars for two crappy demos and taking all her publishing all of so it she, she paid five thousand dollars <laughs> for the privilege of giving up all of her publishing and getting two stinky demos and we later tracked it down and found out that they paid three to four hundred dollars for those demos that they charged her twenty five hundred dollars a piece for right and you know my first single song contract i got offered in the music business was from a company and it was a christian publisher that said uh, there was a clause in the contract that said if we change one note of your arrangement which is defined as your work tape we get half of the writer's portion of your royalties <laughs> they were already getting all of the pub publishing so the first thing they were going to do is demo my song it's going to be at least one note different and then they get half of the writer's credit on the song and it my attorney was like there's just no way you can sign this this is you know you're, you're being ripped off and so you know even if it's somebody you've heard of you know this was a company i had heard of i thought they had a good reputation but upon having a, an attorney look at the contract i found out that it was not really legit right and could you imagine if you had a big hit with that under that contract and you were expecting a check for so let's throw a number out there five hundred thousand dollars for for your part of that song and then all of a sudden they go oh sorry uh you only get half that because we changed a note when we demoed your song <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah. it would happen yeah, it, it would. they wouldn't care if the song didn't make any money but the second you had a song that made money that note would get changed pretty quickly and retroactive yeah absolutely and you know that's why when you and i sat down the first time when we met and you told me that story we didn't have an idea to start a website and start this worldwide community with thousands of writers we just we just said we had to do something so we went on facebook 
And for two years, we wrote a blog every day, uh, an article on Facebook, just to let people know how the real music business works. And in the process, we pissed some people off because we, we told how it was, you know, this is because we're pro writers and we know how the inside of the music business works. And so our mission became just to let people that wanted to be in the business to to educate them on how the business really works because we see how bad people want in the business and we see the sharks that want to take advantage of that so you know we tell all our members at songtown email us anytime you know we have members that constantly go is this a good contract and we have to go well you need to have a lawyer look at it but if somebody offered me this contract there's no way I would take it, you know? Yeah. yeah. We can easily tell people this is a bad contract. We're not going to tell you this is a good contract. You should sign it. That's for an yeah. attorney to tell you, but we can off, often point out things that we see in it. They go, Oh, this is a red flag right here. You need to understand what you're giving away in this scenario and all that. Yeah. If a publisher says, Hey, I want to offer you a single song contract. I want all your publishing forever. And they haven't paid for a demo they're not investing in you with a, a salary or, or a, you know, any kind of draw that, you know, in signing you as a writer, they're just, they just want your song forever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and we see that. And there's a lot of writers who are starting out that go, oh, wow, they want to sign my song. But no, check out that reversion clause. If they don't do anything with your song in a year, get it back, you know. Don't yeah. sign something that just gives them the song forever when they have zero investment in you. And I think that's what we try to teach writers is you have something valuable. You are a valuable um, voice in the world and you need to stand up. And it's amazing when you do start standing up for yourselves, publisher, you become more attractive to publishers. Absolutely. Yeah, and if you don't stand up for yourself, nobody else will. You know, one of the things we hear all the time in Songtown is somebody will say, well, I don't have any leverage. I don't have any big hits. And we try to say to them, you've got all a lot of leverage because you've got a song they want. Right. And it, if they really want it, they will negotiate with you and they'll work out something fair. If they just want to rip you off or if they just want to pad their catalog with more songs – then they, they're not going to negotiate with you. you know, and they're not going to do anything on your behalf that really furthers your career either. Yeah. And, you know, Clay and I have preached for years about pitch to publisher kind of events that are set up, and, and somebody will go and they go, they signed 20 songs at that event last night. Well, were there really 20 great songs at that event? Because... Clay and I have never been in an event where there were 20 songs taken by anybody in the real music business. You know, when we go to a, we pitch to a label, they don't take 20 songs. They, they might find one or two that they like. But a lot of times when we see that kind of volume coming out of these meetings, we go, that sounds a little fishy. And, and we've, there's some companies in town that have signed songs from 50 or 60 Songtown people. What are the odds that 50 or 60 people from Songtown have amazing songs that this publisher thinks they can get cut? Hmm. Probably a little bit slim, you know? And so you, you have to be careful of things that seem too good to be true. Right. And you know? we get emails forwarded from members 
of course, we can't sit here on this show and name names, but there's one company that sends the same formula email out to anyone they can find on the internet. They go on Facebook, they go on Instagram. We love your song. It's ready to pitch to Keith Urban next week, you know, and the, and so you find out after a series of those emails, they start asking for money. And it's and we're not saying that people don't deserve to be paid if they're offering a legit service but when we see the same formula email just you know there was one one person that english he was french speaking and he was trying to learn to write country lyrics and his song that this company was just going crazy over you couldn't understand the lyrics and even he knew that and he goes why are they telling me it's ready to pitch to this major artist when he goes, even I know the lyrics don't make sense. And it's because they sent that same letter to 200 other people that week. And so it's just amazing. We, you and I, because our members send us these letters, we know these companies and we can't just say that company X, company Y, company Z, but we can tell you that this is not the way the mu real music business works. People that are in the music business aren't scouring social media looking for songwriters to pay them money to pitch their songs next week to a major artist. That's just not how the business works. So if we can get that message out, I think we'll save people a lot of heartache. And, you know, we, we do in Songtown teach the right way the music business works. You know, we hook our member when our members are ready, they go into our edge groups. They we hook them up with legit publishers that are in the business now, that are working now, that are honest with them and say, Hey, this this is a song. This hits the mark. I think I can pitch this. Or it's a song this song is not there yet and you know, you need to keep working at it. So, you know, we, we don't just tell you um, there's sharks out there. We, we try to show you how the music business actually works in real time. And we always have done that. Absolutely. You know, another scam that we see a lot is in the, the I call it the pay to pitch world. So somebody says, you know, $35 will, will evaluate your song. And if it's good, we're, we'll pitch it to Kelsey Ballerini. Well, trouble is Kelsey Ballerini has written every single song that she's ever recorded. So exactly. this person's taking $35 a pop. They know that Kelsey Ballerini is not going to cut these songs, but they, they're still glad to take your $35. And an, another way that plays out in, in a realm is like carefully worded language. Like I'm looking for songs for Reba McIntyre. Well, anybody in the world could say that. Right. That doesn't mean that that person was commissioned by Reba McIntyre to go find songs for them, which is a whole different ballgame. So if I'm if I'm paying someone who has legitimately been hired by an artist to, to get songs heard and potentially pitched to them, that might be a valuable service. But most of these services are have not been. So, for instance, one time uh, a person said, you know, I'm looking for songs for Lone Star uh, and so I called the guys in Lone Star and said, Hey, you know, this guy. And they were like, Oh, we've heard of him, but no, we don't know him. And I said, so he's not working for you finding songs. They're like, no. And I said, well, what would happen if he sent you a song? And they go, well, probably wouldn't listen to it. We don't really know him. 
you know, so it's that kind of situation. So right. you have to be really careful of the language and it's kind of on you to know if an artist cuts outside songs, you know, so it, it's bad on you if you're paying somebody to pitch a song to Kelsey Ballerini and you, you haven't done the homework to know that she doesn't cut outside songs, but you also want to not be ripped off by these people that are doing that kind of thing. So, you know, you just really have to make sure again, that you're working with legit people and ask them, well, who are some clients you've worked with that I could call? And, you know, a lot of them are going to kind of, they might not get back to you if you start asking questions like that. Yeah. I mean, that reminded me too of a couple of years ago, a Songtown member sent an email and someone said, Oh, we love this song. We, Darius Rucker is just starting to look for songs for um, to finish up his album. And we would, you know, I, I forget how much it was for they wanted to pitch to, to Darius Rucker. Okay, well, Darius, I think, has cut one outside song. So maybe on the outside, and that was by a songwriter of the year, the year before, maybe there's an outside chance that Darius Rucker might do something. But they represented it like he was about to go in the studio to finish his album. Well, I at that time was writing a lot with Darius. I knew that a month before he had already finished his album. Mm-hmm. So they were charging her for some an opportunity that did not even exist because he was fixing to go out on tour and he wasn't going to be back in the studio for another six months. And they made it sound like we've got to have this for next week to get it to him because he's about to go in the studio none of that was true so i had to you know tell the member run the other way because this is not not true so that this is this is what gets us kind of crazy about um all this internet stuff and the hype and the promises and you know as long as songtown has has been out there we, I don't think we've ever made a promise other than we can help you learn to write better songs. Because if you become a great writer, good things are going to happen for you. But you, you can never tell somebody, uh, gosh, I just see so many crazy promises. Learn how to make six figures in the music business and three lessons. And it's just, oh, it just makes me want to scream sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's, we've, we kind of look at ourselves like golf pros in that we, we can teach you to be a better golfer. We can teach you things that help you enjoy golf more. Yeah. And then what you do with that is kind of up to you. But if you get good enough, we also can connect you with people that can help you turn pro with it. But we're not ever going to say as a blanket statement, hey, we can help you turn pro if you come take part in this program, you know, and that kind of thing. And the, the other thing I would say... And Marty, we, we actually have the credibility to do it because we've, we've written number ones. We have Songtown members now that have gone on to write number one songs in pop and country, but we're not going to tell, we're not going to blast that out and tell, hey, take this class like, you know, this person did and you can have a number one song. I mean, it would just be nuts to do something. Our, our reputation in the music business would be trashed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another important factor it is to really be sure you check into the credibility of the person you're you're considering working with. Because, exactly. you know, there's people starting things to mentor songwriters who've never had much success, if any, in the music business. I mean, you know, you and I know some people that have started things that have literally never had one of their songs cut. They've never 
succeeded in any way in the music business, but now they're teaching other people how to do that. And then other people with very limited success doing it. So you just want to be sure that you do your homework and we invite people in Songtown, Google us, look up the songs that, you know, we've been a part of, see if, you know, what we're telling you about ourselves is true or if it's inflated, you know, if we've, we padded our resume or, or we're being honest with you. And because if somebody's going to tell you um, like I, there's a, a song plugger out there right now that has one of my songs on his website listed as, you know, I helped get this song cut. Well, he had nothing to do with that song getting cut. Yeah. You know, so you, you can't just go, like you said earlier, by what people say on their website. You, you really have to do some homework. Yeah. And exactly. It's, it's, Sorry, guys, we're ranting today, but we really want to help you see through this shark-infested waters and really learn the way the music business works. And I think if you always stay focused on becoming the best writer you can be, collaborating with other people, other people around you, the best writers and artists and singers and producers around you, and if you focus on doing the best you can at that every day, I think good things will happen. You know, if you become a great writer, people start talking about you. Other people want to work with you. Somebody will say to an artist, you know, hey, have you written with this writer? He's writing great stuff. Check him out. And the next thing you know, you're writing with an artist that's just signed a record deal to get using Sarah Davis, for example. Her and Gail met. Um, started writing together. Gail gets a record deal. Sarah's co-writer on a bunch of her songs. Next thing you know, the two of them have gone from complete unknowns to writing a song that was 12 weeks number one on the world chart. And so um, that's how good things happen, is, is becoming the best writers you can, collaborating with the best people around you, and let the chips fall where they fall. It's not going to happen by signing up and paying money to a pitch service that, you know, for $300 a month, they're going to pitch your songs to major artists. It's very rare that a complete unknown gets a song cut by a major artist. It's more common. I mean, I think about um, people that, that come up. People come up together. Brad Paisley became a big country artist. His roommate, Chris Dubois, became his co-writer. They, their other college buddy, Frank Rogers, became the producer on the project. They all came up together when they were nobodies. And so it's very hard. I mean, I, I've had hits. I wrote for Brad Paisley's publishing company and never got the opportunity to write with Brad because he had his regulars. And so... The chances of you just skipping all the in-between steps and going from unknown to writing a song for a major artist is far less. Uh, you, you can probably win a lottery. You can probably win a few million dollars in the lottery easier than that would happen. But if you write with talented people around you, you can move up together. You can create a buzz and it takes a lot of pressure off, you know, yeah. and just have fun writing with the people around you and get, get really good at what you do. Yeah. I've got a quote we can close out with a Songtown member the other day told me, he said, um, if I, I wish that I had all the time and money I've spent looking for a shortcut and I could spend it on trying to get better as a songwriter. He said, if I had done that, 
I would be a much better writer now than I am. But, but he said, I spent so much time and money trying to be heard and I didn't have the songs yet. And so, and you know, that kind of thing, if you're out there desperately looking for someone to hear your songs, you're ripe to be ripped off. I mean, that, that's the kind of people they love to prey on because they, they can feel that desperation and they know you'll sign anything if they tell you the right thing. So like Clay said, we encourage people to, you know, spend your, your, majority of your time and effort trying to become a better writer and the great songs will find a home and you don't have to go out there desperately trying to to get someone to listen if you've got something great yeah i mean we have you know tomorrow night we have a listening event with um lexi sutherland from riser house um hit publishing company they're coming into Songtown, going to listen to member songs if you have great songs getting a great publisher to listen to the songs that's not hard these days yeah you know we we have our edge groups we do that monthly so that's not the that's not the hard part the hard part is learning to write songs on the level that a publisher wants to you know work with because publishers are in the business of obtaining hit songs and getting artists to record those hit songs. So if you bring a publisher a hit song and they see dollar signs, they're going to they're going to be all over it. But you've got to learn to write on that level and that's not an easy thing and I think if you you focus on that and and that's the one thing Marty and I can help you with is getting better as songwriters. That's the yeah. only thing we can really control. We can hook you up with publishers or whatever but without becoming that killer songwriter none of that's going to matter yeah and just as a note it's not tomorrow when you hear this podcast it's literally tomorrow when we're recording this podcast but we have those (laughs) kind of things all the time and we invite you to check out songtown.com you can give us your email get 10 free videos to kind of see what we're all about Um, we've got some links in the show notes to books clay has a book out that's been number one in the songwriting category on amazon for a good while on melody writing called mastering melody writing and we've got a book on lyric writing and on co-writing uh and if you enjoy this podcast please review us that really helps us clay how many stars is your favorite kind of review five stars five stars we love the five star reviews but we'll take any uh feedback any comments but we hope you've learned something today and that if we can just help one person avoid uh, getting ripped off, we feel like we've done our job. So look out for the sharks, and we'll see you soon. We want to leave you with a song. This will make all of you traditional country fans really happy. It's called Sea of Blue featuring Ray Barnett, and it was written and recorded by John Speece.
Oh 